Tuning into the 541st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host Daryl D. Lane. As always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, I thank you for making me in this show part of your day with the Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Everett, SoundCloud, Bendor, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Again, have a great podcast for all you guys that are going to have been carrying on a 2420 as we revisit our top 20 NFL predictions that we did before the NFL season, where we were right, where we were wrong, where we were super crazy. And some of the odd things that did happen this season in general. Now, before I get to that conversation with Ben, I'm going to give my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit, Threads, Facebook groups, et cetera, et cetera. Check on the description below, specifically use Spotify. I have a timestamp. You can click on the timestamp and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you'd most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nitrate underscore land. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane. You'll find it. I post 25 minute clips of this podcast right here as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, you don't like the pod. Then for now, we're not, folks. But just don't say anything. Because you know what your mom told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Get up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. And I've been Karen on the show. Get up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk. We have Ben Karen with us. He's a father. He's a son. He's a husband. He's a friend. He's an educator. He's a psychologist, a school psychologist. He's a Vermont resident, a Texas A&M Aggie, a fan of Miles Garrett, a fan of Mike Evans, somebody who wants Ja to give up the hood life. Ben Cameron, host the Sports Wilder podcast. How you doing, man? I'm great. It's good to be here. So what we're going to do is we're going to revisit a 20 for 20. This is the first time we've ever done this. Uh, and I thought it'd be interesting to look at our predictions and see how wrong we were and how stupid both of us were. Because as I was look, I looked at the predictions, I looked at the notes I had that day for that podcast. I also re-listened to the podcast itself. I don't know if you got a chance to do that. And I listened to both of us, and I was like, okay. There were some that I think we both hit on, and there were some that we really didn't hit on at all. I would agree with that. Unfortunately, I was looking back through it the other <laughs> I, I thought to myself, oh, man, I really struck out on a number of these. I felt like I was kind of close. I had a lot of near uh, close misses. So what I want to do is before we get to the actual 20 for 20, I want to give you things that actually happened this season that if I told you this would happen, we would have both thought were crazy. Okay, Ben? All right, so if I told you there was going to be, during that prediction, when we did that, a couple weeks before the NFL season, if I told you there was going to be some weird circumstance where there was a neutral site game, possibly in the AFC between the Chiefs and the Bills, what would you have said? And it was going to be in Atlanta. I would have been stunned by that. I mean, that's just unprecedented. So you would have said I was crazy, right? 
I would have said you are crazy. I'm pretty sure you didn't predict that. No, no, I know. I'm just going to give you things that actually happened during the season that we would have said were crazy if we predicted them. So, next, if I told you Jalen Hurts was going to finish second in the MVP voting. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure I would have thought it was outrageous, but I would have thought it was a reach. If I told you Jeff Saturday is going to be the head coach of the Colts. I would have laughed hard. What if I told you Russell Wilson was going to be one of the worst QBs in the NFL? I'd be be shocked by that. What if I told you that Nathaniel Hackett was going to get fired after his first year for being woefully incompetent? I would have been mildly surprised. We didn't really know if he could coach or not. What if I told you Brock Purdy is going to take the Niners to the NFC Championship game? <laughs> mildly surprised. 49ers have a lot of injuries. Um, I, you know, I watched Brock Purdy play a lot of college games. I thought he's, you know, pretty good. So I just saw him a little bit more maybe than other people. What if I told you there was going to be a Matt Jones and Bailey Zapp controversy for the first half of the season? Yeah, I would have thought that was outrageous after they picked Mac Mac Jones in the first round. What if I told you the Bears were going to have the number one overall pick in the draft and we were going to be sold on Justin Fields as a potential franchise QB? Not too surprised. What if I told you Tom Brady was going to get divorced and we were going to start to question his commitment to football? Yeah, I did not see that coming. So what was the most shocking thing out of all those things I named for you? What was the what would have been the most shocking? I think the neutral site uh, AFC championship game. That would have been the most shocking? To me, yes. Although I would say I would confirm Daryl there were a couple things to me that were even more shocking that happened this season. Okay, so what what are some that you have? So I I think outside outside of, you know, what happened with obviously Buffalo and Cincinnati, which is really rattling for, for anybody involved in football. Um, how about how about Geno Smith coming on so strong, Daryl? I mean, everybody including myself thought he was kind of done in the NFL, and then he shows up this year and leads the Seattle Seahawks to the to the playoffs. Yeah, and had a better season that, than Russell Wilson at that. <laughs> I think that was maybe the most shocking thing for me, or one of them. Um, and then another one that I throw in there is um, Lovey Smith going for two on the last week of the season. Yeah, that's another one. I think I think that was probably my favorite uh, point of the entire NFL season. He knows he's on his way out. He's going for two. What if I told you that... What if I told you that we were going to see... Urban Meyer was going to look much, much worse when Doug Peterson came in and really turned around Trevor Lawrence. And Urban Meyer was going to look like a buffoon. 
we already knew the Urban Meyer thing didn't work out, in part due to some of the choices he was making, you know, outside of the actual games themselves. And we, you know, we also knew obviously Doug Peterson's a very good quarter, uh, coach, especially when it comes to working with quarterbacks. So I wouldn't have been that surprised. I mean, we we know Doug Peterson knows what it takes to to win in the NFL. What if I told you the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl again, but Eric Bieniemy wasn't going to get that coaching job? Um, unfortunately, not too surprising. What if I told you Matt Rule was going to get fired before we reached the eight-game mark in the NFL? I would be surprised by that. And if I told you, Sean- I thought they were going to let him finish the season. What if I told you Sean Payton was going to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos? Yeah, that that was shocking. So a lot of shocking things happened this NFL season that you know we didn't we didn't necessarily expect. Oh, absolutely, and I think it's going to show up on the predictions too. Yeah. And obviously, I didn't mention the Demar thing, right? I mean, that that would have taken the cake for everything that a guy was almost going to. Die on yeah. the football field. That, but that, and that's not something. I, and I didn't mention that to start because that's something nobody would have predicted. Reasonably so. Nobody thinks that that's ever going to happen. But that became one of the most shocking things that's ever happened in really the history of football, the history of sports that I can ever remember. I don't know about you because you're older than me, but I've I've never seen anything like that. I definitely seen my 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 fair share of of shocking things. Uh, but yeah, that's up there near the top. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and then kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to get into reviewing our 20 for 20. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Ben Karen with us, host of the Sports Culture Podcast. So, Ben, let's get into this 20 for 20. Uh, you can start first. What was your 20th prediction? My 20th prediction, the Lions will double their win total from last year. So, that would have been um, doubling 313 and 1. Um, and they will be the most improved team in the NFL. And this was one that I didn't quite hit on, but I came close. I think technically um, that Jacksonville Jaguars team with Doug Peterson um, had um, half a game more improvement than the Lions. But the Lions actually tripled their total, and they uh, finished their season with a winning record, so hats off to them. And we're really close to making the playoffs. Super close. Uh, and they weren't doing good at one. There was one point where they were like 2-6, and 2-7, and seven, and they went on a run towards the end of the year. So props to the Lions. I think that was a really good uh, prediction by you. For me, the Cardinals will miss the playoffs. And here's something you said, Ben, when I said this, because I was re-listening to the podcast. You said, 
I'm not sure if Kyler Murray loves football, and I'm not sure if Cliff Kingsbury was a leader of men. So I ask you now, Ben, after 17 games of the NFL season, is Cliff, is Cliff Kingsbury a leader of men, and is Kyler Murray in love with football? I think the answer to both questions is clearly no. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury isn't even on the team anymore, and uh, all the veteran players are trying to get away from Kyler Murray as quick as they can. So what was your prediction for number 19? Number 19, Brees Hall from Iowa State will win Rookie of the Year and be a top five rusher in the NFL. And, you know, this is one that's unfortunate, Daryl, because he ended up uh, sustaining an injury this year. Um, he is looking pretty good uh, until he sustained the injury. Uh, interestingly enough, his teammate on the New York Jets, Sauce Gardner, uh, ended up uh, earning that honor of Rookie of the Year. So for me, my prediction was that Tony Pollard will take over the job for Zeke Elliott uh, at the running back position. And this, would you say this was kind of close to happening? I mean, there were very points in the year where we were like, Tony Pollard's the guy. I would say this wasn't completely right because I think if you look at it, and I'd have to look at the stats up as I'm trying to get them up right here, but... I believe Zeke ended up having more total carries, but I believe it was fairly close uh, between both players. I'm looking at this. Right, so Zeke got 231 uh, carries. Tony Pollard got 193, so basically 200. But he had more yards than Zeke Elliott. I mean, he had a better season, more yards per carry, more catches. Uh, so Zeke still had more touches, but uh, Tony Pollard was definitely better this year. I, I, I would say it's accurate. I feel like... You know, walking into next season, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you're acknowledging that Tony Pollard's probably your go-to running back from here on out. Actually, Tony Pollard's a free agent. I meant they might re-sign Tony Pollard and cut Ezekiel Elliott. Uh. Yeah, I mean, they they have a lot of things they, they can potentially do. I mean, they may end up franchise-tacking uh, Tony Pollard. Um now that's a possibility short-term. We'll have to see what happens with that. I think they should definitely retain him, though. All right, uh, so number 18 for me, Daryl, is one that I hit on. The Chicago Bears will finish with a worst record in the NFL. You were right didn't on that. They have a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, it did take Lovey Smith and the Texans going for two in Week 17 uh, for this to uh, be accomplished. But, interestingly enough, I think, you know, we're walking out of the season feeling more confident about Justin Fields than we were at the beginning. Um, so, kudos to him, but this Chicago Bears team has a lot of work to do because they're really bad. And my prediction for 18 was Matt Eberflus is going to get fired. I think Matt Eberflus did a pretty good job considering all their talent. Uh, they did a good job of tailoring an offense around Justin Fields. They were competitive in a lot of their games. They won a few games that we weren't expecting them to win. Uh, so I think Matt Eberflus did a decent job of showing, putting his best foot forward for probably the worst roster in the NFL, the second worst roster. I guess the Texans probably have a worse roster than the Bears. But uh, I think Matt Eberflus did a pretty solid job and a competent job, particularly as a defensive coach in this league is going more offensive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, the proof is going to be in the pudding here in the next couple of years if they get better. 
and have more talent around. So keep an eye out for that. Very good segue here on these last two. Uh, number 17, Joe, this is uh, one of the uh, rare ones that I hit on. Uh, Tampa Bay will win the division, but it will be ugly. This is the year when Tom Brady finally falls off the cliff with age. Was it him falling off the cliff with age, or was it Giselle in the divorce, though? <laughs> well, you know, that, that's a little bit up in the air, but uh, Tom did not play well this year. And it was very ugly. Tampa Bay, obviously, uh, getting into the playoffs, I believe, with a losing record. Um, I don't see Brady playing again, but I, you know, well, I don't know. I guess I have to think about that. It feels to me like this might be his last year, but with, uh, with that situation in San Francisco, I'm not really quite ready to shut the door quite yet. I heard he could potentially looking at Miami. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that's something to really consider, too. I, I think Tom Brady's retired, but I think if the right situation comes, he's going to listen. I think that's where we're at. I think he needs yeah. to be convinced to come back to football, but I think his mind is somewhat willing to go there. Like, I'm still sure he's keeping himself in shape and he's eating the right things and he's still somewhat on the TP12 thing. I don't think he's completely gone in the, the mindset of, I'm retirement, I'm done with football. Because he's also not jumping into that broadcasting role with Fox yet. It hasn't That hasn't been announced. I, I think he's kind of waiting his options a little bit. I think so, too. I, it'll be interesting. I wasn't thinking about him from Miami, but... That would be an interesting fit. And he lives in Miami. Um, I, I think that's a place he wants to retire. So I, I think that's also another thing. No state income taxes. So I think look out for Miami and with the two injuries. It'll be very interesting to see how that goes. So for me at number 17, I said the Eagles will win 12 games and sweep at the NFC East. And you know what you said to me when I said this, Ben? Probably something along the lines of you're crazy. You said I lost you on that. I said I see them maybe making the playoffs. Ben, I hate to tell you this, I was wrong. They didn't win 12 games, but they didn't sweep the division. But you know what the Eagles did do? They won like 15 games, uh, and they made the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> I did tell you they had one of the best rosters in the NFL, Ben. I was very high on the Eagles, and you laughed at me. And we were in the conversation with an Eagles Uber driver, and we were both trying to convince you on the Eagles, and you just wouldn't listen. I should have listened to the Uber driver. If he's listening, uh, respect to him for, for making that call. I thought it was crazy at the time. All right, number 16 for me, the New England Patriots will be a bottom five offense in the NFL. Sadly, I was wrong about this, even with Matt Patricia, the offensive coordinator, uh, they, they finished a little bit better than, than bottom five. I believe they're bottom ten in pretty much every category, passing yards, rushing yards, points scored, um, all of all of those uh, indicators of offensive output. So, and you were right, Matt Patricia in this Patriots offense was awful. So for me at number 16, I said the Chiefs will hardly miss a beat without Tyreek Hill who I think is the best receiver in the NFL still. And you want to know what they did without Tyreek Hill, Ben? 
They won the Super Bowl. They had the number one offense in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes won MVP. So, yeah, they didn't miss a beat without Tyreek Hill. This was one I just nailed exactly right on the spot. In fact, you could argue Mahomes was better without Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I think it, I think uh, the absence of Tyreek Hill actually forced Patrick Mahomes to play um, slightly safer, slightly more consistent. Yeah. Went through his reads more, didn't just lock onto one target, played the position more to its truest form. Yeah, so I, I, I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, that was a nice prediction. Number 15 for me, and this is one that uh, you're going to love this. Daniel Jones will be out as the starting quarterback for the New York Giants at the end of the season. And now he's talking about a $150 million contract, and he's still with the Giants. Keep going, Ben. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say it. I still don't think he's very good. But Brian Dable just happens to apparently be a miracle worker. I don't know what Brian Dable did to this guy. But Daniel Jones, I <laughs> Daniel Jones is definitely staying in with the Giants. I mean, I just did not see this coming. He even won a playoff game. It's crazy. Yeah, he beat your guy in a playoff game. He did. He's the reason he's not your guy now. He's the reason you're on the outs on him. On Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I am on the outs with him. Kirk, third Cousins. So, for me, at number 15, I had the Titans will miss the playoffs. And I was right. Uh, Injuries, aging roster, Malik Willis just struggled to play the position, and then they had to put in Josh Dobbs, and he didn't do good. But uh, the Titans regressed, and which is really crazy because at one point, middle of the season, they're like six and two, six and three, leading the AFC South again. They had that game in Arrowhead with Malik Willis where he played awful, and they almost won in overtime. And it's like, okay, they're going to be fine, and they just like collapsed after that. I will say this: if Tannehill doesn't get hurt, they make the playoffs. I mean, I think we can both agree on that. I, I think it also helped or hurt them rather to not have AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you you lose a guy like that, and I know they're um, they drafted that kid out of Arkansas. There, I'm forgetting. Trey Burke. I told you Trey Burke wasn't going to be no. I told you Trey Burke couldn't separate. I wasn't as high on Trey Burke as you were. Yeah, I thought Trey would play a little bit better, but he had some issues, so. Yeah, it um, ended up nailing another prediction. You're, you're much better at this than me. Um, number 14 for me, Devontae Adams will be a perfect fit in Las Vegas, and he'll lead the league in receiving this season. Now, this is technically inaccurate. He didn't lead the league in receiving, but he was a pretty darn good fit uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he actually finished third behind Justin Jefferson and Tyree Kill. Yeah, you are right. That did happen. So, for me, uh, for my next prediction at number 14, I said the Lions will be one really good team. Maybe two. The Lions will become one of the toughest outs in the NFL. Packers, Cowboys, Eagles, Vikings are all on watch. Now, as I look back at the schedule, they beat the Vikings, actually. they The Packers ended up not being that great this year, but they... 
took the Packers out the playoffs. If you told me to begin this year, last game of the season, the Lions would eliminate the Packers from the playoffs, I would have said you were crazy. Right, Ben, if I told you that? Yeah, I would have, I would have thought, thought that was crazy talk, too. I didn't give them a puncher's chance of winning that game. And I believe that game was in Lambeau, right? It wasn't Lambeau. Yeah, have I told you, in Lambeau, the Lions would possibly end Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay, and they would take kick the Packers out the playoffs. Because the Packers were in the playoffs before that. The Packers, this was a an end game for the Packers. Because the Lions had been eliminated at that point. If the Packers won, they were going to be in it. So, uh, the Lions, I think, did stick to that. They took out a lot of teams. Indeed they did. Indeed they did. That's a pretty good prediction. Uh, number 13 for me, kind of an interesting one. Tua Tagovailoa will solidify himself as the starter in Miami despite narrowly missing the playoffs this season. So it, it's technically wrong. Of course, Miami did make the playoffs. Barely. They gave your guys a little bit of a hard time in there. Um. I do think Tua solidified himself as, as a guy that can be the starter. Uh, as far as his skill goes, he's pretty accurate with the football. However, there's a bunch of question marks around him right now because of the concussions he's had. That is true, and that's my concern for Tua. And it's like, where does his career go? Um in terms of injuries, because multiple concussions, and obviously this really scary one he had versus the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday Night Football, it makes you do wonder about two, and it's just his safety in general. So for me, at number 13, mine was Jamar Chase. No sophomore slump for him. And guess what ended up happening, Ben? I think he had a little bit of a sophomore slump. Is that fair to say? Just a teeny bit? Because if you look at his numbers, 81 receptions this uh, his first year, 87 the next year, that was better. But the yards... The yards, he had like 400, yes, less yards, was like six yards down uh, per pass catch, uh, four touchdowns, he was down four touchdowns, down really in most of his numbers across the board. He was also hurt, uh, so that played a part in it, but definitely did not have a better year than his rookie year. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I mean, when, when you're talking about Jamar Chase, um, one would probably think he's going to finish at least in the top three in receiving, and he obviously didn't do that either. Number 12 for me, and this one's laughable looking back on it, Baker Mayfield will start all 16 games for the Panthers this season and will upset his old team in week one. As we know, Baker Mayfield wasn't even on the Carolina Panthers End of the season, he got traded to the Rams. He got cut to the Rams. He got cut. He got cut. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, Even worse yet. Um, And uh, the Cleveland Browns did obviously beat them week one. However, that was a competitive 26-24 loss for the Panthers. Um, So he made it interesting at least. So... For me, next at number 12, I have Mike McCarthy will get fired. I was beating that drum a lot of portions of the season, but and guess what? Mike McCarthy, big Mike, your guy, he's still here. I don't know how. I don't know why. Should have got Sean Payton, <coughs> right? Sean Payton, the superior coach. But uh, 
Mike McCarthy survives yet again. And that's a good thing. Nothing makes me smile like that prediction being wrong. How do you feel about it when you put Zeke Elliott at center at the end of that Niners game? I don't care because they weren't going to win the game. Okay. And everybody's making too much of a big deal about that. The real story for me was too many interceptions by Dak. Yeah, poor clock management at the end of the game. One could argue that, but I could also argue they could just take better care of the football. Do Mike McCarthy teams ever take good care of the football, though? Uh, he seemed to do a little bit better when he was uh, has having other people at the quarterback position besides Dak. And like Aaron Rodgers? You keep talking about me being on the outs with Kirk Cousins, man. Um, and that might be true, but I, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm on the outs with Dak as well. He used to be a big Dak guy. Yeah, well, a lot bigger than I am today. Number 11 for me, Daryl. Trevor Lawrence will be the most improved player in the NFL this season. Geno Smith obviously ended up uh, winning that award. Um, but I would certainly probably put Trevor Lawrence in that discussion at second or third. Yeah, Geno Smith would probably get the award for that. Uh, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. Trevor Lawrence definitely showed a lot of improvement. So, for me at number... 11. I had Kyler Murray will request a trade after the season. That has not happened yet, but then I think we're getting closer and closer to this happening. I'm going to put this at, like, lukewarm right now. Is that fair? I think it's definitely fair, but I'm not really sure where he would go. That's probably a discussion for us to have another night. But I'm not sure where he would go, even if he did want to get traded at this point. And by the way, I do want to say this before we take a break. Uh, another prediction that I just thought of, something that maybe we would have thought was crazy, is that there'd be all this Lamar controversy going on. Oh, I didn't. I, I saw this coming. You did? Well, they did the same thing with Flacco. You know, I mean, they kind of a different situation as far as what, what skills the quarterback had, but they did the same thing with Flacco. I mean, you know, when you're Baltimore and you've got Tyler Huntley, who's certainly capable of starting in the NFL, I mean, they almost beat the Bengals, who almost beat the, you know, Super Bowl champions. Um, with Tyler Huntley, I mean, I, you know, if I'm the Ravens, I'm not, you know, I, just because the Browns made a, made a terrible decision doesn't mean they need to follow suit. Okay, folks, if you didn't know... Ben loves Tyler Huntley. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to be talking about the NFL predictions. We're going to get into our pantheon. Get up next to the, the break on never Barbershop DraftKings Sportsbook. Sportsbook. Especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fool your fandom and feel the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers risk-free bets up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. I know, great deal, folks. You can throw down in all the major action of baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. 
You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. Much love. Ben Karen with us, host of the Sports Welder Podcast. So I'm going to start it off now at number 10. Kevin O'Connell slash Mike McDaniels. One of them will be really, really good this year. And guess what ended up happening, Ben? Both Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell ended up being pretty good. I would agree with that. Both made the playoffs. Neither won a playoff Particularly Mike McDaniel with elevating Tua. Tua had MVP numbers when he was healthy. Not to mention, between the two coaches, they uh, they had the two uh, receivers with the most amount of receiving yards. Yes. Both very bright offensive minds. Uh. Number 10 for me was not so bright. <laughs> Colts will win the AFC South crown behind... Jonathan Taylor, who will lead the league in rushing yards. Fantasy people must have hated that one. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, I had to look this up to see where he finished, Daryl. He was number 20. He was hurt, though. He was hurt, though. And, you know, the injury, and then that, I mean, it just got worse for the Colts because rather than bringing in a real coach, they brought in Jeff Saturday. You know how I feel about him. And, and it just, the whole season just... Was it was a disaster? I would have kept Frank Wright for at least the end of the season. He's got to be I wrote, Zach Wilson will become a top 15 QB in the NFL. And all Zach Wilson did was get himself benched for not being a leader. Unfairly, though, I will say. Zach got done kind of shady. And now the Jets are talking about bringing in Aaron Rodgers. So Zach Wilson's career in New York is likely over. I think he'll get a chance somewhere else, potentially. Although I'm not sure he's going to get another chance at the starter. My number nine pick, this was one I nailed. The 49ers will look impressive during the regular season, but will again fall short in the playoffs due to injuries. Trey Lance was injured. Brock Purdy got injured in the NFC Championship game. Nobody even knows the name of the guy who was playing quarterback for them. It was a disaster. Josh Johnson. Yeah, I, I felt bad for the guy against Philadelphia. San Francisco, Dale, is one of those teams that has horrible luck with injuries. It's been that way for years now. This was one I was sorry that I actually got right. So for me at number eight, 
I wrote, Trevor Lawrence will become a top 10 to 15 QB. He's a top 10 QB. He's a top 8 QB, arguably a top 7 QB. Some would say a top 5 QB. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is here to stay. I don't know if I'm quite as high on him as you are. He's certainly top 10 for me. Um, he's top He's top 8 for me, like bare minimum. He's one of the 8 best QBs in the NFL. I don't have him in his top 5, just to say this. I don't have him in my top 5, but a lot of people do. I'm not sure if he, well, he's probably top 8 for me as well. I don't think he's top 5, though. Number 8, Daryl, this is one of my favorite ones. Mike McCarthy will be retained by the Dallas Cowboys. Because I'm going to tell you something that you and all the Mike McCarthy haters don't really want to hear. Big Mike went 12-5 and five with the Cowboys this year, Daryl, including a stretch where he went like 4-1 and one or 5-1 and one with Cooper Rushes at the helm. In addition, he won a playoff game, and they were competitive in the loss to the 49ers, even though you want to critique his clock management skills at the end of the game. So, for me at number seven, I wrote, Herbert will lead the NFL in passing yards. And I was almost there. He finished second in the NFL then. By Mahomes? Yep, by Mahomes. He had about 4,800 passing yards. 4,739 passing yards, exactly. Uh, But I was pretty close to that. I mean, Mahomes had over 5,000 passing yards, so it wasn't particularly close for number one and number two. But Herbert was a clear number two in that category. Well, it's just hard to Hard to trump Patrick Mahomes. That is true. Uh, he's, he's really talented, and he's not going anywhere either for a long time. It seems that way, and I'm learning that as a Bills fan. I'm sure you're learning that as a Bengals fan as well, Ben. Yeah, it's it's not something I wanted to learn, but yeah, that's what we're getting. Uh, number six, or I'm sorry, number seven. This will be Aaron Rodgers' penultimate season in the NFL, and decline will be evident. Well, Darrell, um, he was an MVP, and he didn't finish with an MVP this year. In fact, I don't think he played particularly well. I think it was one of his worst seasons in quite some time. So we did see um, a, somewhat of a decline Um and I do think he's probably going to play one more year when he's done. I'm feeling like this is accurate. What do you think? I think Aaron Rodgers is still a top five quarterback. So I mean, I don't. I think the, the decline's a little bit understated. Is he arguably the best quarterback in the NFL? No. Uh, but is he still a top five quarterback? Yes. How much longer is he going to play? One to two more years. Two at the most, one at the least. I don't think he's retiring. People are saying he's going to retire. He's not retiring the same year as Tom Brady. Aaron's too selfish. He wants his own Hall of Fame speech. He wants to be the main attraction on his Hall of Fame day, as he should. He's one of the best quarterbacks ever. In my opinion, he's a top five quarterback, so he should have his own speech. He doesn't want to play second fiddle to Brady, so he's going to retire next year if he does. He's not retiring this year, though. Yeah, I would probably be absolutely could you imagine how upset he would be if he had to be second to Tom Brady? Because Tom Brady's giving the last speech. I don't think it would matter too much to him, but I think he'd still prefer to be the main attraction. So, 
Number six, Matthew Stafford will miss games in the regular season due to his tennis elbow. Well, Ben, you tried to hate on me about the elbow and Matthew Stafford. You said it would be no big deal, didn't you? It was a big deal. <laughs> it was such a big deal. They were so desperate. They were bringing Baker Mayfield in. He actually played pretty well for them. Thank you, Ben. I, I just want to say I'm not always crazy. Matthew Stafford got beat up. And part of this was the offensive line wasn't good. He was taking a lot of hits. But the tennis elbow was an issue. We could see that the first game when they played the Bills. He just wasn't throwing it the same. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I wonder if he's uh, going to be able to play all 17 regular season games next year. That'll definitely be interesting to see. Number six, Deshaun Watson will not work with the Cleveland Browns. I would say this is accurate, Daryl. Deshaun Watson went three and three when he returned, and he had seven touchdowns to five interceptions. That is not the kind of performance you want when you're paying a guy the way the Browns are paying Deshaun Watson. It'll be interesting to see this year. This is a big year for Deshaun Watson. Uh, he was a top five quarterback to me last time he when he was in Houston. Wasn't even a top fifteen quarterback in Cleveland. It, it will be interesting to see next year. Next year will be, I think, will be the biggest case of where Deshaun Watson is truly at. So for me at number five, Rashawn Gary will win Defensive Player of the Year. This was wrong, 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 wrong. It was Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, two best defensive players in all of football. This past year, Rashawn Gary also tore his ACL, I believe, like midway through the season anyway. So uh, this was kind of a bust. I don't think this was a bad guess or a bad pick, but uh, definitely a bust. But still, Rashawn Gary, one of the best defensive players in football. Well, uh, I have a whiff here at number five, too. Buffalo will take down Kansas City convincingly in a playoff rematch, this time at Orchard Park. You should have said you should have if you switched that with the Bengals, you would have got that right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> you would have. Yeah, well, it's just you know, I'm not going to harp on it too much. I know they're your guys, but um, this year I think was a little bit of a measuring stick year for for, for the Buffalo Bills, uh, and uh, you know. I think there were some takeaway messages and some things that they need to uh, address this offseason uh, if they're going to stay in the hunt long-term in the AFC. So for me, I have the Packers will go further in the playoffs than they did last year, and that definitely didn't happen. They actually had their worst year in several years and missed the playoffs and lost to the Detroit Lions in Lambeau Field. And, 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 and uh, let me not uh, allow our listeners to forget that had the Packers won that game against the Lions at Lambeau Field, then they would have actually been in the playoffs over the Seahawks. <laughs> I know that was sweet for you, Ben. <laughs> uh, number four for me. You're going to love this one. Justin Herbert will show regression, and the Chargers will narrowly miss the playoffs. Well, we know that's wrong. The Chargers got to the playoffs. It was a little bit of a disaster.
roster when they did. You know, I have a welcoming opportunity for them. Um, as much as I, I'd like to do this, I can't put all of the blame on the team uh, self-destructing solely on Justin Herbert. I think you got to look at a coach, you got to look at a defense, and obviously some of the blame goes to Herbert in the offense. But when you blow like a 27-point lead... Um, That's a team that, effort. Yeah. But Herbert was part of that. Correct. So, for me, next, I wrote, the Bengals will be back in the AFC Championship game. And my my specific words were, everybody keeps talking about the Chiefs and the Bills on a collision course, and everybody keeps forgetting about that team in Cincinnati who was in Arrowhead and came back against the Chiefs and who won the conference. And guess what happened? The Bengals found their way back in the AFC Championship game. I was right on the money. The only difference is, I put this under the pretense they would send the Chiefs home in the divisional round, not the Bills, in that horrific fashion. Yeah, that, that was horrific, too. Um, <laughs> I know, Ben. Kick him in while he's down, Ben. Kick him in while he was down. Well, I, 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 would, I would definitely say I feel the same way um, about, about the Bengals, though, and the way that their season ended. Uh, to me, my number three is the Bengals will win the Super Bowl. Obviously, I was dead wrong on that, Daryl. Cincinnati broke my heart in the AFC Championship game. They made a couple boneheaded plays at the end of the game. Just didn't do quite enough to win, but I thought they did a really nice job. So, for me at number two, I have the 49ers will have the best record in the NFC. Almost there, they had the second seed in the NFC. I believe they could have won the NFC all the way up until week 17 of last season. So, they were in the hunt for a very long time. Just the Eagles had a special year. But pretty close to this, particularly considering all their injuries. So, I mean, I can't take this fully, but I'll take a little bit of it. Yeah, and I would, I would agree. I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from on that pick. Um, for me, at number two, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I know this one. And will lead the Denver Broncos to a playoff berth. Eh, eh. Wrong, wrong, wrong. That's probably my biggest strikeout out of, of the entire night here. They didn't even come close. Nathaniel Hackett was a disaster. There were some injuries to the wide receivers. Russell Wilson didn't play very well this season. He had his own office. He wasn't with the rest of the team. It just ended up being a disaster. Uh, Next for me, number one, Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick will retire due to how awful their seasons would be. And I was wrong. Pete Carroll would have a rejuvenated year with Geno Smith, and Bill Belichick is just content to let Matt Patricia run his program into the ground and off, and so he hired Bill O'Brien back. <laughs> not a bad – well, this wasn't a bad one. It just didn't end up happening the way I thought it would. But not a bad prediction. You know, I had good intentions with mine, too. However, it's another big strikeout. 
the Minnesota Vikings will make the NFC Championship game. Wrong, wrong, wrong. They had an amazing regular season, and then they just completely blew it at home against the New York Giants. And who was the quarterback for the Giants? Daniel Jones. <laughs> that must kill you, Ben. Does it disappoint you? Does it disappoint you more that they didn't make it to the NFC Championship game, or that Daniel Jones outplayed Kirk Cousins in a playoff game? It disappointed me way, way more that Daniel Jones beat Kirk Cousins in a playoff game, Gerald. <laughs> that that was the last draw for me and Kirk, man. You know, I've been on the Kirk Cousins bus a long time. Well, Ben. I'm going to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Daryl, anytime. It's good to do this tonight. Once again, I want to thank Ben Karen for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 551st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. <laughs>